1: They hand it to Steven, great jump, cut, 45 seconds. a whole burst through it, 20. steps. A to tackle, runs left, 25, still his feet, 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back,
2: number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker,
1: a high school quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on, he's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones needs the tackle, and the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Talk Radio with Derek C. and Michael Stewart.
3: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host. It's not Mike. It's Magic Johnny. Johnny Gomez stepping in for a good old Mike tonight. Mike couldn't make it, but Johnny could. And here we are looking at Rams 30-23 loss at home to the 49ers. Uh I don't know how I feel about this one. There's a lot of encouraging stuff in the game, Johnny. There was a lot. A lot of good stuff. A few things frustrating if we're going to talk football, but overall, you know, Rams are
2: 1-1. You know, I I fully anticipated losing to the 49ers. I just didn't anticipate losing by only 7. So, this this is definitely going to be a lot of moral victories in this game. Uh, but As a Ram fan coming into this season, to only lose by seven points to uh, a team like the 49ers, that's not bad. You know, it's not the end of the world. Now, of course, you want the victory, but sometimes you just can't come away with one. And I, you know, it sucks, but it doesn't.
3: I think overall, when you're looking at the game and you're looking how this was played, I thought the Rams. A lot of things right in this game. They didn't. They didn't make some horrifyingly backbreaking mistakes. Although a couple turnovers there we got to talk about. I just get tired of losing to the Niners. <laughs> Nine straight regular season losses to the Niners. Man, that does feel like the old '90s days. But of course, we can still have. We still have the one that mattered, right? That championship game. I look at this game and I think, okay, building blocks. There's a lot of building blocks. Let's focus on that. Before we do focus on those things, here's a word from our sponsors. Oh, and don't forget price picks.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
3: This was a game that we we thought they should lose. When we talked, when when uh, Tommy and I talked earlier this week, we thought, okay, you know what? We're gonna see. We're gonna learn a lot about, about how they play it, by how they stay. Are they blown out? Do they win? Maybe? Do they? Do they keep it close? Do they fight? Well, let's check out these numbers, and we'll see what you think about it. The Rams are 28 first downs to the Niners twenty one. They had a third down efficiency against the Niners defense is seven to fourteen. The Niners two of nine. Total yards, Rams 386, Niners 365. Total play 78 to 54 in favor of the Rams. Average per play, 6.8 for the Niners to Rams 4.9. 159 yards rushing to 89. Uh, total average per carry is 4.0 for the Rams, 5.7 for the Niners. So there's a big gap right there. Sacks, only one allowed each, punts twice for the Rams, four for the Niners, six penalties for each team, two fumbles, and then there's the two interceptions. Rams controlled the clock for 33 minutes, and they lose. How does it happen? They,
4: if you look at the numbers alone, in a normal game, that's that's a win, but not today. Why? It's a mixture
2: of of quite a few things. You know, crucial turnovers at crucial times is going to be the biggest factor here. As you're well aware, you can't really make mistakes against a team like the uh, 49ers. There's just not a lot of room for error. And unfortunately, it just caught up with the Rams and it's unfortunate because I, I did feel like the, the Rams played really good football in this game. Just a few costly, costly mistakes that just, you know, ruined the whole thing for us.
3: Well, I look at it just overall. There were a lot, you know, a lot we can say was good. There was definitely, they stayed in the game. They played physical football. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for this team, this young team to grow, play with teams, stick with them. Um, in the end, Johnny, I, I, th- I chalk it the one thing. Honestly, one thing. Right now, overall, the Niners are the better team. Their guys they stepped up at those right moments, and that's what happened. Debo Samuel with his running touchdown, McCaffrey looked great as usual. They just right now they're the better team. And that means defensively too. They they have they just made plays. I, I can't I can't hate in the Rams for that. You can't there's not a whole lot to break down in that respect. The talent on the field shown, and right now the Niners have a bit
4: more.
2: I mean, you're not wrong. It's, again, the fact that, you know, we kind of came into this game, even after the week they had against the Seattle Seahawks, we still kind of came into this game fully uh, expecting a blowout. And, yeah, this was far from it. So, you know, it's not it's not the end of the world to lose to a team like the 49ers because you're right. They do have the team that's built better to win now. And, you know, it's it's definitely an amazing thing to see what the Rams have accomplished so far in these two weeks. But, yeah, as you said, it is a team that's kind of built to win now for the 49ers. And, you know, I, I think that if the Rams stay healthy and they continue to work on some of the mistakes because there were a few mistakes that they have to, you know, avoid in the future, especially against the better teams, you know, that we could be looking at a much different team when the Rams play them again later on in the season. You know, uh, I, I think, you know, if you get back a healthier Cooper Cup, this this could be Change a lot of things. Now, am I going to sit here and insinuate that uh if Cooper Cup is on the field that they win? I wouldn't discount it, but I also wouldn't say that's the reason they lost today.
3: Oh, I would also say there's another difference here as well. The, the Niners do have more depth. If we're talking about injuries as we, as the year goes on, that's going to be a factor later on. But overall, there were a lot of good stuff. There were, were a lot of good things I really enjoy with it, and so on. You know. I, I really, I can't complain. If we're going to pick the game apart, let's pick it apart a little bit. I'm looking at individual stats here, and the big thing it sits out to me is Matt Stafford throwing the ball 55 times. Just last week, to- we were praising the Rams because they committed to the run, they controlled the clock, and they still always a lot of ways did. 33 minutes against the Niners is an accomplishment. But they only ran the ball compared to that 55 pass attempts they ran what seventy eight plays. Is that what? was, yeah. nice. it was, it was seventy eight. So you still that balance that was there last week that I think really kind of helped them wasn't there. Now the counter to that is going to be well, the Niners are a great run defense team. You could argue that, sure, but Kyron averaged three point seven to carry, not good, but good enough. They ran a nice, you know, ran a nice run with Atwell and Scaronic both getting eleven and five respectively on a, on a route. Run run. I mean, I I think they should have committed more there when the game was close. They, they got too pass happy late, and that's been a trend for Sean McVay now for, oh gee, his entire tenure at the Rams. He'll he'll get pass happy when you don't need to, and I think helping keep that off that Niners offense off the field would have been advantageous to them. That's one thing I, I think they could have done differently and should have done. When they look back on their film the, at the game, I don't think they're going to be like, hey, I should have thrown the ball fifty five times.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I can understand, especially later on in the game when, you know, they're down by 10 points, you know, obviously the clock's ticking, so they're going to try and do their best to, you know, score and score quickly, and obviously the way you do that is by passing the football. It's not the correct approach, but I could understand why he wants to do that, and um it, it just it, it happens, and I feel like maybe it wasn't the right thing to do, but uh, as time continued to tick down, it, he just completely abandoned the run, which was disappointing, but it's just the 49er defense, man. The defense is killer, especially against the run, which I'm surprised to see as much success as we did Uh I'll a minor success, but still somewhat success uh, if you go back to the last few seasons that we played against them uh on the run.
3: They just should have been better you know with that. They should have stuck with it a bit more, and even if they average three yards a carry, that's still in my view going to keep them more honest at that by, at that point in the game, they knew the Rams were going to throw, and they can just tee off on them, and that never works out well for them. Positives, though, 15 catches from, from Puganakua. 147 yards, 2-2 two, two out, well, again, 7 catches. Hey, and get this. Kyron Williams, 6 catches, 48 yards on touchdown. What was the last time we could think of when the, when the Rams running back caught a touchdown pass?
4: Uh, probably back to uh, the Todd Gurley days. Probably back. <laughs> You're right. But yeah. You're
3: right. Oh, by the way, I'm just checking you guys' picks for Price Pick we'll talk about a little bit. Let's just say but it appears you had a better day. Yeah, did. I there was only one
4: pick that didn't exactly uh go my way. Oh, with the uh was it was it OBJ? Yeah. Can't
3: can't predict uh injuries though. True, true, true. I'm sure you want to say that for your game, but we'll talk about price six a little bit later on again. Um, I'm getting sidetracked because I'm all over the place with the Rams win. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know how I don't know how to measure it. it we're in a different place. It's been a, It's not like the Rams when they were four and twelve and you just talked about everything they had to do and fix and so on. And they were a four and twelve team and they're just gosh awful. And then they're not they're not the team that you're gonna think is gonna go twelve and five now and go win a certain bowl. They're in a weird place. And I don't know how to really analyze that. Like, especially a game like this where props, they stuck it out. They, they actually played this team well. We saw a lot of good things. Uh, there were some mistakes. I looked them cut back on penalties a bit. But overall, I, can you complain?
2: No, I can't. Um, like, like I said, I, I think this is... You, you could think about uh, moral victories all the time. And uh, you
4: just can't help. Can't help
3: what? I think we may have just lost Johnny here. That's what happens when we do a live show. We just lost Johnny. Can't help what, Johnny? Just jump in when you get back in here. Can't help what? That's so what I'm wondering now. So i wondering. I can't help but wonder what the heck happened in this game though with Van Garrison, Only um, only one cast for him. Ben Skaronik, one catch, one target. I think if there's anything you can pick apart with the Rams offense, they basically solely focus it on, on four dudes overall Nakua, Atwell, Williams, and Higby. Higby only catching three of his passes for 12 yards, four for an average. I would have liked to have seen the tight ends more involved here. Um, when you look at Kyron Williams, I, I love the fact that the running backs are more involved in the game. That's a big one. And then you have Puka Nakua here and Tutu Atwell, though, dominating things. There is a an elephant in the room and I kind of want Johnny to step in here if he's back and talk about it. So Are you back Johnny. Yeah. Sorry. I had a little technical difficulty. The, there. The, the, okay. The, the technical difficulties is cam acres.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No doubt about it.
4: Uh, I,
3: <sighs> that yeah, one caught, cam I think Akers. all of us off
2: guard. It, it was, it was uh, entirely shocking. You know, we, we're kind of in uh, in the morning you know just kind of surprised by this you know news saying that he was basically a healthy scratch and that's not typically something you want to see from your starting running back so yeah I, it, it, we don't know everything so but we kind of do at the same time you know this is something that we we kind of witnessed last season where there was kind of some issues between cam Akers and the offense um you know particularly i'm assuming with sean McVay, and now this season it appears that it's continuing so he did uh you know tweet out that he wasn't sure why he wasn't out there either um didn't say that in those specific words but that's basically what he said and it's weird, man. It's weird. So, my thoughts are either he's going to get cut or he's going to get traded because at this point, why Why waste the roster spot?
3: I do wonder that. But in the same token, you, the guy with him, Zach Evans, was also inactive. So, you have Cam Makers, Zach Evans, both inactive. And I'm wondering.
4: You know, uh, what are they going to do here?
3: Like, you need more than one guy in today's NFL. And they only played really, they only hand the ball off to one running back today. No backup running back carries at all. Not one. And that can't be by design. Like that, That could not have been the goal. You're playing the Niners. You need to have a little bit of ball control there. And again, if you go back into it, that's probably something that really hurt them. The fact that they backed away from the running game once they, it's amazing. They were, they were running the ball and tied in the lead for that matter. And they stopped running the football and
4: here we go.
2: Well, to be fair, they did
3: run the ball once to Ronnie Rivers. That didn't actually count. Okay. Fair to be fair. But overall, statistically, (laughs) the final stats say no. And then you look at Akers saying, his actual words were, I'm just as confused as you are. I can tell you I'm not just as confused. It's called 22 carries for 29 yards against the Seahawks last week. That's pretty straightforward. We talked about in on the show. Lack of vision. There was a whole lot of things that, that were not, there are a whole lot of things that just didn't go well with him. He doesn't look good out there. And we could talk about well, what about you know past injuries? It's not this is an injury. This is a vision thing. You're not seeing the field. There were several possibilities. You and I, I think we went over it once. You know, um, was, no, one's actually taught me. There were holes there last week against the Seahawks that he just didn't take.
4: Were there not? I'm pretty sure there were.
2: I mean, to be honest, that's kind of been an issue with Cam Akers his entire career is just you, you can tell his vision, you know, his his uh running vision is just not nearly as good as it should be, at least not in a starting caliber sense, which is disappointing because he, he has talent, but it, it gets frustrating seeing him just miss, you know, complete holes right there. And considering that the Rams' offensive line has stepped up quite a bit, you know, maybe it's not perfect. not It's definitely not perfect. But at the same time, at least, you know, they're stepping up. They're creating something. It's just up to him to take advantage of that. And he just completely misses. And that cannot happen against teams like the 49ers. So I think that's kind of the thought process that Sean McVay had. I don't know if this is going to be a continuous thing. I imagine it will be, but um, it, it's just kind of strange to have your starter as a healthy scratch. And then, yeah, as you mentioned, Zach Evans also being a, a, a healthy scratch does not help things either.
4: I, I don't like the fact that
3: this has bit ongoing. Like this is not new. This is, an ongoing thing that the Rams have been dealing with with Cam And if this is going to be ongoing, why do they even bring him back? At this point, why? It just seems like a waste of a roster spot to start the year.
2: It's a complete waste of a roster spot, to be honest. And I, I think the hope was that he was going to become a better player or maybe that they settled their differences if this is what's you know taking place here but at this point if 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 we're still handling the situation it's an unneeded distraction and i, I wouldn't even care if they cut him at this point what's the point of holding on to him
3: i don't know that's the point point. and maybe that's the point that you know you said my text you that you're like trade And you're not wrong. Now I'm seeing some of the, the other experts out there saying Rams are going to go out there and get Jonathan Taylor. I don't think that makes sense either. Honestly, if they're looking to rebuild and, and get the payroll, payroll lower, Jonathan Taylor's looking for a better contract. I mean, I don't see the point in, I mean, I don't see the point in them going out there and, and paying good money, especially when you're seeing serious potential with Kyron Williams.
2: I To tell you the truth, I don't know if I would go after a Jonathan Taylor. I Don't get me wrong. I would love to see Jonathan Taylor on this team. But at the same time, I tend to agree with you. I think investing in Jonathan Taylor at this point would be kind of weird, um, but it wouldn't be a, that big of a stretch considering that the Rams did actually try and bring in Christian McCaffrey last year. You know, we just got outbid. So it's not the biggest stretch to think that maybe Les Snead and Sean McVay are looking for, you know, a top tier running back. It's just, you know, will they be able to swing a deal for a guy like Jonathan Taylor? Because last time I checked, um, the Colts were wanting, you know, something astronomical that, you know, the Rams just absolutely should not do.
3: That's the whole thing. Anything out there are things the Rams shouldn't do. Should well, they should, they should absolutely not do, but stress that one more time not do draft picks are the premium here. You are in the middle of a rebuild, no matter how we say it, no matter how we talk about it, it is a rebuild, and they're playing well in a rebuild. It is a, with that. Derek. it is a is retooling, Derek. It is a retooling, it's a rebuild, but I'm whatever you want to call it, they're still playing well. Don't mess this up. You need those draft picks. You, you want the run, And you don't want to go out there and wind up having to put money into somebody like Jonathan Taylor. That's what's going to happen. He's going to want a contract.
2: I mean, the other way to look at this, too, is there are big names still available. You know, Kareem Hunt is looking for employment. And honestly, I feel like he can be a, a top tier back if given the opportunity.
3: I would, I don't, we don't know what he's got left now, but what he has that we know of is still better than what you see
4: death wise at this moment. I can agree with that.
2: Yeah. And, and I, I think that's kind of the point here is that, you know, Kieran Williams is, is a guy that I can see as a a really solid number two back, but that's, that's it. I don't see him as, you know, your bell cow running back but you can bring in a guy like Kareem Hunt and he could be a nice complimentary piece. And I don't know if he's going to cost nearly as much as say a Jonathan Taylor would. Well, he won't
3: or shouldn't, but so. you know, I just want to see that salt. I think we had such a big team win last week and it was a team win. It was one of those times when we really see this team, saw this team play. Solely as a complete team. We've seen so much me stuff in the last couple of years. And then you get this drama, of Cam Akers. Don't need it. Don't want it. Don't need it.
4: Not necessary. It's just the truth.
2: So my question for you, Derek, then is should the Rams, if the Rams decide to part ways with Cam Akers, which seems likely at this point, but should the Rams do get rid of Cam Akers? Is it necessary to sign at least a, a top-of-tier free agent?
4: No,
3: draft them. You draft your guys. I mean, that's the running back market now, honestly. You draft him.
2: That That's true, but I, I'm talking
3: about for this year, this season, right now. Oh, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind it, having someone to back, you know, somebody there to, to, to back them up, yeah. But something permanent also depends on how you view these our guys. How do you view Rivers and Evans and so on and so forth? How do you well, view those guys? I, I think
2: Rivers is is someone that you just he's a kind of a filler, and clearly the Rams are not sold on Zach Evans at the moment. So that's why it's like I feel like you almost have to add somebody.
3: Well, I mean, if you decide you don't want acres, maybe. I mean, I just, I don't know. It depends on what you're trying to do. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to develop guys, or are you trying to go deeper? Are you trying to win, like a legit win in the playoffs, or are you are you trying to win while developing? I get the feeling the Rams are trying to win by developing right now. They they they're young for a reason. They did they they've stayed away from the veterans. Like they, they, you know, they usually go after the big ones, right? They usually go after the guys who will you know, hopefully get them over the top. Well, this is not what they're doing now. So I tend to think that that's not
4: the, not the way they're going. Just my feeling. Fair. That's fair.
3: But I digress. Let's talk a little bit here about ah, prize picks. I mentioned a couple of times as far. We do want to give them a shout out. We are their partner for a good reason. They are the largest independently owned def- daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and they're among the easiest to play DFS with. It's just you against the numbers. So instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection and when you just watch the wings roll in. Okay? I I can just judging from what we have our conversations. I'm willing to guess, Johnny, that prize picks has been a lot of fun for you this far, right?
2: Oh, it's been it's been really fun. It I highly recommend you know giving this a try because I as I was telling Derek about my picks uh, a little bit ago, it, it's it literally has the feel of fantasy football. Like it, it has that kind of uh, fun to it, where you can keep track of of uh, the progress of each of your picks uh, in real time. So like if there's a game happening uh you know and the the goal is to go over let's say 250 passing yards you can literally see if uh the progress so uh if a guy's at 180 passing yards at that moment it has like a little meter to keep uh to keep watching i don't know for me it's little things like that that make it that much more interesting um you know something to kind of watch during commercial breaks and that kind of stuff uh but then again i'm just kind of a nerd
3: so there's that like right there so so will play you can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. It allows you to turn 10 bucks in just 250 uh in the 250 with just a few taps. So this week, I know Johnny selected Christian McCaffrey over six seven and a half yards. He got that one. He got Geno Smith. He got that pick with over one and a half touchdown passes and missed on two others. But overall, check those picks out. You have picks for tonight's game, and both Monday night games are still available. PricePix offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday each Tuesday, and PricePix discounts like flight Projection up to 25% even more value. So, if you want to check them out, go to PricePix.com forward slash Ramstalk and use the code R-A-M-S-T-A-L-K, Ramstalk. Again, one more time, go to PricePix.com forward slash Ramstalk and use code Ramstalk for a first deposit match up to $100. Hundred dollars. It's prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Check them out. All right. So looking forward here, Johnny, the running back thing has to get solved. One way or another, they got, they got to solve the camera because problem. You don't want him to be distraction. You, you have good things going in LA right now. They're, they're in the right direction. So you're talking about Kareem Hunt, another veteran, maybe. That's fine. Depends what the right hands want to do. But now you're facing an 0-2 Bengals team next week in Cincinnati and a Bengals team which may or may not have Joe Burrow. Burrow hurt his calf again this week, re-aggravated the injury. They don't look good. They don't look good at all. And one, that's hurt my fancy teams. But two, I, when we look at the schedule this year, and I'm, looking, I'm circling wins and losses, I had this as a loss. I'm not so sure we can circle this as a loss right now. The Bengals look,
4: well, horrible.
2: It's kind of bizarre to see a team like the Bengals, you know, on paper they look so, you know, stacked, especially offensively, and the execution just has not been there. It's actually kind of weird to see them like this, considering how dominant they've been, offensively anyway, for the past couple of seasons. So, I don't know, it's like a weird fall from grace that you just haven't really seen. it. I mean, because it just hasn't really changed that much. It's kind of baffling seeing them like this. So, um, you know, obviously still not a team to sleep on. But, yes, a very winnable game especially considering the last two opponents that the Rams have had, you know. Uh, I I think that's kind of the biggest thing to to take away from the Rams' first two weeks is these two opponents are quite possibly uh, two of the best teams that they're going to face this season. So, you know, keep that in mind, especially moving forward, against teams that may not be as tough as, as, like, the 49ers and the Seahawks.
3: It's interesting. I know the Bengals last year started like 0-2 and then went 4-4 and before going on their big end-of-the-year push. So they may not be coming together yet. Maybe it's a case of Burrow missing much at camp and they just don't have anything together. But, I mean, Jamar Chase was fourth on the team in receiving today. What's going on in Cincinnati? They're going to figure it out sooner or later. I just hope they don't figure it out next week. Meanwhile, the rest of the league this week, the Eagles beat the Vikings 34-28 in a fun one last Thursday night. The Falcons edged the Packers 25-24. The Falcons are now 2-0. Didn't, didn't see that one coming. Green Bay, look out if you, look out for George Love. Three touchdowns again this week. The Bills smashed the Raiders 38-10. Some of the, about the Bengals, they lost 27 24 Did you watch the Seahawks-Lions game? I did not. I I kind of wish I did, though. It seemed like a good one. Oh, boy. That was that was a good one. And 37-31, Seahawks win over the Lions. Man, Jared Goff's pickoff streak over. Third longest in NFL history, and it cost him a pick six. In the end, the Seahawks win 37-31. The Titans, 27. The Chargers, 24. Can't say I'm sad about that one. The Buccaneers, 27. Bears, 17. Hey, Baker Mayfield just threw for 300 yards today. Just want to point that out. Chiefs 17, Jaguars 9 in Jacksonville. That's probably playoff preview. Jacksonville, though, I mean, holding the Chiefs to 17, the Chiefs have scored a combined 37 points in their two games. There is something wrong with that Chiefs offense. Colts 31, Houston 20.
4: Uh, Yeah, who cares?
3: Anthony Richardson did get hurt. That's a big one concussion. Giants come back to beat the Cardinals, 31-28. Saquon Barkley hurt. I'm not sure how bad the injury is yet. He was uh, slamming his helmet down at the end of the game. That's why I was late getting on. I, was, I texted Johnny and said, hey, log in, and he showed up first because so, I was watching the end of that game. The Giants beat the, the Cardinals after being down, I believe, 21 nothing. Twenty-one. It was some crazy number. Dallas beats the Jets 30 to 10. Zach Wilson doing Zach Wilson things in that one, and in probably the game of the day, Washington 35, Denver 33. Uh, the Broncos fell behind at one point, 35 34 after the 35 24 after the the are down 21 3. They come back.
4: Commanders two and zero. That that's a uh,
3: interesting week too, Johnny. Interesting week too. We have three more games to go. Very interesting week. Man, it, it just it it actually
2: feels like it's fun to watch football when your team isn't as bad as you think it's gonna be. Isn't isn't
3: that well, the pressure's off, right? The pressure's off. Nobody's expecting the- to to be a certain way. So the pressure's off. And then when they're better than you thought they were, you can just kind of enjoy the ride because you can see the direction. And I think that's why I'm enjoying the Rams thus far this year. We know who they are, and that's not what they what we thought they were going to be. I like that. I like that we thought they were, we're going to be a four and thirteen team. They're not. We don't know what they're going to be, but they're not going to be that bad. And so there's a lot of positives coming out of it, and you actually see direction. We've been kind of. Watching this Rams team every year, wondering, okay, what are you doing? Like, okay, what you realize we're going to pay for this later. Yay, Super Bowl ring! But still, we're going to pay for this later. And now you see, okay, we have a we have a focus and direction, and that changes things a lot in terms of how you view the team. And it is less stress. It's less stressful on podcasts. A lot of times after a nine, go back to the previous podcast. listen to a Rams 49ers post game where they lose the Niners. Oh my gosh. We're going hard, man, we're going at it, we're going at them, but they played well.
4: Talent was the difference?
3: I can't complain about that. Keep getting better. as long as the Rams keep getting better, keep developing. you know this is not going to be a long reload. It'll be a short reload, and we're going to be watching this you win football games before you know it. So I'm good with that. I, I'm, I agree with you, Johnny. The pressure's off and allows you to actually enjoy football a little more, especially when they surprise you and they keep surprising us.
2: I I have to admit, you know, uh, it's kind of something Steve and I talked about uh, earlier in the week that I think we all kind of envisioned Puka Nakua's role with this team, Uh, you know, being, uh, you know, kind of escalating from being, you know, a contributor, which was, I think the initial thought he was going to be to someone that Matthew Stafford was going to have to rely on because, you know, of Cooper Cup's injury. But I don't think any of us really envisioned him being, you know, a stud. This guy, he's a bona fide stud. Like, if he continues to play on this level, I mean, would it be a stretch to say that he could be a Pro Bowler?
3: It reminds me a lot of Cooper Cup's first, you know, year or two, too. I mean, well yeah, it was a lot of the same way coming in kind of unheralded and right away took to the offense and became a major a major player in it. That's a lot what it reminds me of.
4: I'm good and with that. I, just,
2: I I'm really happy with, with the results of Nakua and um <laughs> I I can't wait to see like what it's gonna be like to have both Cup and Nakua on the field at the same time.
3: I'm interested in, I mean, in a lot of ways, to me, their roles are are very similar. So I want to see how the Rams then turn around and make sure they're both in the game. But then again, we saw a lot of that in the Robert Woods Cooper Cup days. Very similar receivers. You know, I'm curious. I'm really curious. I think it could be something really great or it could be a traffic jam. And, and by the way, I'm wondering, I'm wondering what do you do about some guys that you need to step up, or you thought you need to step up? Like again, Van Jefferson, who we've been waiting for for years to step up. And still hasn't. Still hasn't. Been waiting for it.
2: I mean, we could we could have really used his help today and uh yeah. Um just kind of there, you know? And, and that's kind of been his uh Kind of been in like the majority of his career. He might have one or two games where he looks like someone that has a lot of potential, and then the next few games, you you just kind of forget he's there. You know, there's been times I even question, is he hurt? I I don't even recall seeing him on the field. So yeah, there's going to come to a point where Sean McVay has to bench the guy. Like he's he's just not producing. And that that's
4: going to be an issue. I just, yeah,
3: I'm very, very curious as to what they're going to do. I'm more curious, just wrapping back around to the very beginning of our conversation. I'm very curious as to how they're going to handle running back situation from here. That's the only question I'm seeing posts online about edge and so on and so forth. Listen, you're not going to go get an edge right now. You you shouldn't want to edge. What edges are out there? You, you, the, ch- the time getting edges done. We always knew this roster was going to be incomplete this year. It's going to take a couple years. So, you know, that, that's just is, is what it is. As long as they can control the football. Like 33 minutes today, nearly 40 last week. That's, I think that's their prescription for winning this year. Keeping the defense off the field. Controlling the football and you got a shot. They had a shot today. They had more than a shot. They were in this game. They led this game at some point. And
4: that's the formula. Ball control. I I, can swear that's been a winning formula for other teams as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, (laughs) I just, uh, I, I, I can't help but be excited about this team. And I... I'm really excited to see, you know, what it's going to be like playing against, um, you know, non-divisional teams. And we're going to see that next week, right?
3: Yep. I'm excited. I'm excited for the Bengals game. I am. I'm, I'm excited for, for you know, obviously, that's who you play in the Super Bowl. But I want to see how this game works out on the road in Ohio. Uh, I'm I'm interested in seeing how. The Bengals responded them. The Bengals are, again are a team that has more talent than the Rams here right now, but they're not playing like it. So very curious. And that's all I got for us tonight, folks. I, I don't know what kind of podcast you're expecting. We kind of have kind of were a little scrolling tonight, but in the end, our consensus is a lot to be encouraged about. Sucks to see your ninth straight loss to Niners. I don't think that streak lasts much longer though. I think they're,
4: I think they're on the up and up. Fingers crossed. Any final thoughts, Johnny?
3: Just uh, go Rams. Go Rams. All right. We're the entire team here. Make sure you check us, on, check us out on social media, uh, on X. They call it X now, Talk Rams. Me and VC Paul and Johnny is Johnny5not6. Until next time, we're out of here. Have a great one.